Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Longhorn Republic, your source for Texas Longhorn news, sports, and opinions with a bit of snark built in. We are a podcast of Burn Orange Nation, and you can find more great Texas Longhorn content over at burnorangenation.com. Before we get started today, I'd love to remind you, if you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show out there. Share this with your friends wherever you found it, whether it was Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all of the major players in podcasts you can find uh, so I also like to remind you of an incredible opportunity to support a great cause. The Texas Exus Houston chapter Texas off week open golf tournament is coming up on Saturday, September 28th at Wildcat golf course. You got a 9 a.m. Tea time there, a shotgun style start with a four player scramble. Uh, the tournament and sponsorship information is over at Texas But the great thing about this is that all proceeds go to benefit the Houston Chapter Scholarship Fund, which goes to support students heading to the University of Texas uh, to give them an experience like some of us were so lucky to have uh, in Austin. So breakfast, lunch, and on-course snacks will be provided, as well as plenty of drinks that you don't share with the kiddos are available there. And the marquee raffle item there is going to be two tickets to the 2020 U.S. Open at Wingfoot in New York. You don't even have to be present. To win the raffle, you can head over to TexasXs.com for more information and to purchase your raffle tickets. Well, my name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I'm joined by a man who's looking like a young Don Johnson, Kyle Carpenter. Kyle, how are you? I believe that's probably utterly unrelated to the tropical-themed shirt that I'm wearing right now, but uh, I appreciate the compliment nonetheless, Gerald. I'm doing well. I do have a, a, a gripe I bring with me. A, a stat boy correction, bringing my, my, bringing my Tony Reale. I hate to do it to you, but I love it. Um, you mentioned that you didn't think Tim Tebow on our Tuesday podcast had thrown for 300 yards in the game when we were discussing Sam Ellinger. 400 yards. 400 yards, Kyle. Okay. Okay. I, we'll, we'll play it back and check. Um, so he, he has, just, just to give the information, he has thrown four times in his career for 300 yards, the high of... 338 that is until his final game of the 2009 season um, against the Cincinnati Bearcats um, in which he threw for <clears throat> 482 yards uh, in a in a dub uh, there I guess he wanted to get some kind of record and and, and get a plaque uh, named after himself but really had an unbelievable passing day uh, to to end the uh, to end the career three touchdowns uh, to go along with that. So just wanted to throw that out there when people compare 
Ellinger to to Tebow. Obviously, Sam, the much, much better passer. But that just means Sam has another 90 yards to tack on. And if he hit a couple of those passes, maybe he could have. I always knew you were a dirty SEC fan, Kyle. I always knew it. <laughs> you bring that SEC junk into my home. Don't you dare. No. Uh, so we are here to preview the Rice Owls, the Texas Longhorns. Uh, last tune-up before they had the Big 12 play in a marquee Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. matchup. Uh, so Rice, Kyle, I'm just be really honest with you. Rice is not good. Uh, Rice is 0 for on the year, 0 for 2, um, averaging 14 points per game, 282 yards per game on offense, just 124 rushing yards, which is 3.7 yards per attempt, 158 passing yards. Um, They're not a very good football team. Some of that has to do with the fact that uh, quarterback Wiley Green was knocked out uh, of the of the game and, and potentially several weeks early uh, in their their big loss to the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Um, he kind of got he got a player grabbed him low and then he got hit high uh, and he was laid up on the turf for about ten minutes receiving medical attention. So it was uh, a bad look for for him and, and hopefully he is doing well. Um, all early tests came back negative, but they're still monitoring him. But they lost opening week fourteen to seven to Army and then forty one to twenty one uh, in week two against Wake Forest. So Kyle, I, I don't anticipate much of a challenge for Texas. Now, uh, the, the the players do not look ahead. You you focus in on on Rice and you go out there and you do what you need to. But but Kyle, we we are we're we're gonna look at this more from the angle of man, what do you want to see against Rice as Texas kind of goes into its last tune up, its last opportunity before the the uh, the slugfest that is Big Twelve play. I want to see, like, kind of like we said in the La Tech game, but but even more so, I want to see the the ones come out and dominate, right? I think um, we've said this with the Tom Herman team. They play on emotion. They played up with a top four team in the country in LSU. They looked like, depending if there was another round, you know, the punches could have been traded and they could have been the ones, obviously, to come out on top. They looked that good. However, with Tom Herman teams in the past, we've seen them punch down to to the minnows and and let them too close and, and in the case of certain teams, even beat them. So, first of all, I want to see that utterly eliminated in the first quarter. A nice 28-0 to zero in the first quarter would, would make me feel good. Um, I'd like the ones to get a whole lot of confidence um, after that LSU game. And, and, and I'll just start on the offensive side of the ball. Sam Mullinger... Um, Missed a couple throws, especially early in that LSU game. He got it going in the second half and, and really was good. I want to see that momentum continue. I'd like to see him come out and just sharp, crisp, hit all the throws, hit his guys, let Colin Johnson go and beast on some people, pad those stats for the uh, for the, the, the NFL draft numbers coming up at the end of the season. I'd like to see him get, you know, a touchdown and, and, and a couple big catches in the first quarter. Like, you know, just go out there. Um, and, and, and flex a little bit, you know, I, I really would like to see the running game get established too. Uh, again, I don't know how far down the depth chart we're going to get. Um, Herman mentioned that Johnson and Daniel Young aren't, aren't going to be back for this game. Um, Oklahoma state, probably even a pipe dream. So, you know, we, we know what the situation is there. We know who the guys are the same as they were coming into LSU, but nonetheless you have them. So let's see that. Let's see that, that really blossom. Um, I think back to the the uh, Chris Warren against San Jose State um, and just just eaten, you know, just just really run on a team and and dominate them 
um, in that side of the game as, as you should. So on, on the offensive side of the ball, I just want to see the ones flex. And then I want to see us get all the depth in, especially the receiver group and tight end, get some of those young guys vetted and blooded a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think for me, Keontae Ingram is a guy who needs a, a confidence boost. I think that's a guy who, especially after his struggles against LSU, if he's not able to get it going against a, a clearly inferior Rice, and I'm sorry if you're a Rice fan listening to this, uh, if he can't get it going against Rice, then I just don't know what what his confidence is going to look like for the rest of the season. Now, Tom Herman said in his Monday press conference that his confidence is fine, but like he's a 20-year-old guy who's used to being the bell cow of the offense, right? Like last year, he was on a pitch count for a reason, and that's great. I mean, 500 carries in two seasons is ridiculous, right? So save some tread on the tire, but like, I, I, I need Keontae Ingram to get to a point where he is able to trust himself as a running back. Like that, I think, and we talked about it in our in our recap show. You can go back and listen to it. Like, I think the biggest struggle Keontae Ingram has in in his game right now is just he's not trusting himself and just playing loose. He is trying to make plays. And so I want to see him just be able to be an athlete and and rest in the fact that he is supremely talented and and do what he does best. And I think I think Sam Ellinger, I don't want to see Sam Ellinger in the second half of this game. I want this to be the Casey Thompson show for yeah. the third and fourth quarter. Like I yeah. I don't anticipate Texas will need to hopefully use Sam Ellinger in the second half. He's going to get plenty of reps in Big 12 play. I mean, I think OSU is probably going to be a slugfest. OU definitely going to be a slugfest. Kansas State's looking like a team that they might actually be pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll, like there'll be plenty of time for Sam Ellinger to be Ellen God on the field. I don't want to see much of Sam Ellinger once this game. I even think like 21 points, like pull him. Like three touchdowns, get him off the field. Like, that's, that's what I want. That's what I hope to see uh, from Texas in this matchup. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see the, the Roshan um, and Casey Thompson backfield out there when, when you know, one of those quarterbacks is playing running back. Um, but I think that'll be fun. And I, I do hope, you hate to see it, like, I, I, you don't want to run the score up, but I do hope they run the full playbook and, and really let, you know, the second offensive line get past pro reps. They let, you know, Avanti Woodard and, and Jordan Pouncey and, and even the senior John Burt, you know, who technically is a starter, but probably gets out, out snapped by Eagles um, out there. Like, I hope those guys get to shine a little bit, get to, you know, get to feel that Thompson gets to get, get his throwing reps up. Um, and, and really those tight ends as well. Like I said, let's, let's get, you know, if it's Lee Brock or Wiley, either one of them in there. And, and this needs to be one of those games that we talk about the four game red shirt players. This is where they play. This is where you get there and get live reps. And I think the, the other thing I want to see from Texas is a cornerback that can play all four quarters. Oh yeah. Um, I think Jalen green is, we know is the guy, um, and we know that that Chris Brown is going to be a dude in in kind of that boundary corner run support big big hitter kind of guy. But I, I need Texas to figure out there there is a lot of ore on the depth chart for this week. There's a ton of ore, and so I I really need Texas to figure out who their guys are because Oklahoma State. I don't know if this is a, a shocker to anybody. They're going to put the ball in the air yeah. and they're going to throw it to to several different guys it's not just going to be you know the one guy showing spencer sanders is kind of a baller like yeah i i didn't know what to expect that dude is a g straight up um and so i they need to figure that out on the back end or it's going to be a long 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 big 12 season 
Yeah, I really want to see what Deshaun Jameson can do. I feel like there's been kind of a, a, a solid um, Jalen Green and then Boyce or Cook is, is the main uh, corners out there. I'm really curious. Let's let Deshaun Jameson, who has that incredible speed, who knows how to go up and get a ball, let's let him get some live reps out there, get that confidence up. Maybe that's enough to translate into Big 12 play. And then obviously a, a guy I'm really looking forward to is the true freshman, Kenyatta Watson. I mean, everyone who saw him in the offseason really – raved about him so in a in a in a game where he's got the transfer quarterback from from harvard who's going to be the starter um as you said with wiley green getting knocked out um that is uh that's tom stewart uh is the quarterback let's let uh let's let the freshman go out there and eat a little bit you know because my hope and my thinking is that Tom Herman's not going to go easy on his former team, the Rice Owls, and they're going to get up big, and Rice is going to be throwing to to stay in the game. Um, you know, and so in, in that way, I hope to see Kenyatta Watson and, and Deshaun Jameson really getting real reps. But honestly, I want to see Boyce and Cook out there too. If you want to pull someone, make it green, because at least he had a, a good game against La Tech. Um, but those other two guys haven't necessarily earned time with the one, so have them running with the twos until someone – steps up out of that group and looks like they want to make plays um the one the one note in that group though is that uh we're, there's an injury um and so we're gonna we're gonna be seeing uh probably overshown stepping up with the starters replacing bj foster bj foster wow i was a blank there sorry um replacing bj foster who's got an injury that herman said could hold him out for a couple of weeks but so probably you'll see overshown and chris brown starting um at those uh nickel and uh joker positions and so You'll probably see some combination of, of safeties out there. Again, let's let's see. Let's get the freshman out there. This is the game. Let's see Tyler Owens, who's clearly playing on special teams. Let's see him out there in real defensive snaps. Again, this is like when the Astros weren't great and you used to watch minor leagues and just look at, or at least I did, the prospects, the future, and that was the exciting part because the team wasn't good, except the, the ones are actually good, but I still want to see what's in the pipeline. I want to see the the youths, the, the, the twos, the threes. I want to see what they can do in real game situations. Kyle, I'm, real, like, I'm not the guy to take a shot at a player. Never have been. Um, but I'm saying I'm saying this as somebody who is, is watching pretty closely. Like, I, I, I really want to see why Deshaun Jameson is, is backing up Kobe Boyce. Like, mm. I, I, I need to figure out how that position battle has not cleaned itself up because I have just not seen it on the field from boys. Like I, I, he's a talented guy. He's got, he's got all the tools, but two weeks in a row, he's kind of gotten beat up. Like, and, and one of those weeks was against a team. That's not, not on the caliber of the receivers. Texas is going to see for the rest of the season. And so like getting beat up at Louisiana tech is, not great. Like getting beat up by LSU, that happens, right? They're real, real good. But but getting burnt at La Tech, not a good look. And so I, I need to see I need to see Jameson on the field to figure out what's what's the difference. What's the differentiator? And then um another guy that, that we haven't really seen much of this year is Anthony Cook. Like he was he was kind of all of the rage last year and Texas haven't really seen much of him. So yeah. I'd like to see those two guys on the field just to figure out what's going on. Cause I mean what what could go worse? You give up a big pass play that's already happening. So like yeah. just just try something different, try something new, and see if you can you can get it together. Uh, so that's that's a lot of that's a lot of talk um, prediction wise. And I think the one the one thing we really haven't hit on is what what do you want to see or what do you think is a fair expectation for Texas in this game? Like if we can if we look back next week if we're on our Rice recap show uh, and we're talking about what 
a successful Saturday looks like. What does a successful Saturday against the Rice Owls look like for you, Kyle? The the measure of success is that I'm I'm at my uh, my my parents' house where I'll be this weekend, and I'm eating fajitas, and I don't have to look up so eagerly in the third quarter. I can kind of just eat and watch and not really stress eat. Um, and that this one, I I want at least 49 points from the offense. I would love a shutout from the defense. Um, but if you give me, I don't know when the last Texas defense shutout was, honestly, that'd be a good stat to look up. Um, I, I thought for a second, we might get it at La Tech just for a little bit there in the third quarter, but um, a shutout from the defense would be fantastic, but I'd take a 49 to seven. I'd feel good about that. Heck, if you want to get me in the fifties, I'm feeling real excited about that. A nice 56 to seven ish. I just want to see dominance. I want to see clearly where Texas says, Oh, you didn't think we belonged? Like, well, we hung with LSU. We clearly have no problems from snap one until the end of the snap. We dominated every phase of the game. And I mean, we're, we're you know, not having boneheaded plays on, on special teams. We are, you know, executing even when our second unit is in there on both. And, and just truly that we dominate from start to finish. I want to be able to, like, walk away from the game to like put my son to bed and not be stressed out while I'm reading him his bedtime story. Like right. That's what I, that's what I did. Uh, this last Saturday was like, I need a break from the stress of this game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go read uh, Fox and socks to my son uh, to get a mental break. So I, I want to be able to walk away and not be stressed. And I think the other thing is again, I just want Texas to look good. Like look fluid, look like you are the team that's full of division one uh, power five athletes and kind of just, just dominate from, from whistle to whistle, whether it's the ones, whether it's the twos, like you are the better team on Saturday. So now is the time Kyle for predictions and our newly minted segment firing Smokey. So Kyle, what do you, what's your prediction for the game on Saturday. My prediction is that because I think he's going to, they want to get him reps and he's going to get reps with the ones, but also get reps with the twos. My prediction is that freshman phenom Gatorade high school player of the year, Jake Smith uh, has his first 100 yard receiving game in this. And I'm hoping a big chunk of it, like 75 comes on one big play. Like I just want to see him bust out, see that electricity that we've seen little snips of. I mean, like we said in week one, he had a home run that was just out, out, out of his reach. And then again, caught a really nice touchdown that Sam threw a beautiful thread, the needle ball in week two, but uh, we haven't seen him be able just to feast. And this is a great opponent uh, for him to do that. So, so you heard it here first folks, Jake Smith, goes off in this one. You know what's really crazy is that my prediction also includes Jake Smith. I Nice. I want Texas to to really be at the top of its game in special teams. I think special teams has been a huge differentiator for Texas in the last two seasons. So I want to see I think Jake Smith is going to take one of the house returning punts on Saturday. Nice. I think I think Jake Smith breaks the seal on his his touchdown punt returning and I think he houses one against Rice and kind of shows Texas fans uh, what he can do. That's spicy. I like that pick a lot. So we have a bit of a gentleman's uh, wager here, how Jake Smith is going to, we know he's going to do it. It's just a matter of, of who puts the ball in his hands, whether it's a quarterback uh, or, or the, the opposing team's uh, special teams kicker. Uh, that's fantastic, man. I, I also had for you 
I didn't know where to squeeze this in, but a brief quiz. Um, this 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 comes straight from a conversation I had with my wife um, because whenever we play rice, I, I always um, joke that uh, it, it, it's as though we we are playing the food um, because it should be as tough of of a, a an opponent. So I love rice. That is known about me, Gerald. Would you like multiple choice? a bank to choose from or do you have a rice dish that you want to give the people here is the single best rice dish out there that if they're not eating they're idiots they should be eating what do you got you want a multiple i can give you a bank i have about 20 deep i'm an arroz con leche kind of guy like that's that's my way that's my wife makes arroz con leche just incredible my wife is uh venezuelan and so that's part of um, the the traditional dish that she makes is actually Venezuela has a national dish and that's the dessert for the national dish is arroz con leche so that that's my pick I don't care what you have to say uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm living that's strong man that is that's a strong that's a that's a mm, that's a Matthew McConaughey chest bump Ooh, right there that's a good pick so I had this conversation with my wife and she's actually right now right this moment um, making some for me her pick the best rice dish obviously without a doubt is risotto so she's currently making me some risotto but not so fast my friend the number one rice jerry rice no the number one rice uh out there i'm a paella man so i'm going paella over everything Mm, that's a that's a solid solid choice i I just don't think paella reheats well, mm. and so when you get a big pot of paella, because that's the only way to make paella, right? Like I just don't think it reheats as well as it could. Uh, maybe that's, that's just right. Maybe I've just ha- haven't had good paella. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over two million vehicles and fifty thousand more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. So we didn't have time for it in the last episode. So we want to hit um, the burn orange lenses. So Kyle's signature, signature segment burn orange lenses kyle take us through what are, what are the stories that are tangentially related to texas that we need to talk about this week we know our listeners our readers our our friends of the pod uh love to look at the world through the burn orange lenses so this week the stories that interest us and should interest you obviously we have to start right at the top mackelwayne andrew brown no way is that his name mac brown the man the myth the legend the the twice over slayer vanquisher of his former underlings mac brown secured his second consecutive win over a former dc this week beating manny diaz the handsome devil himself the uh the, the miami that was kind of a trendy pick to uh to to meet clemson in that acc uh championship game from the coastal division um mac hadn't done it with a lot to spare he's taken the herman ar- approach to it he's won two games by a combined seven points but Think about the fact that UNC has won five games over the past two seasons, and you have to be impressed with the job he's doing down there. And I literally could not be any more happy for the Fighting Mac Browns out in uh, North Carolina. His name is actually William. Uh, William William Mac Brown. Uh, I think Mac is actually his given middle name. Uh, sure. But no, I, I just... <laughs> 
I I can't I can't not make the joke that he's trying to get his old coordinators that he fired fired. <laughs> um, is like that's that. Well, he didn't really fire. Uh, Muschamp, he made Muschamp the coach in waiting, so Muschamp wouldn't leave. But then Mac was like, I'm not going to leave anytime soon, so Muschamp left. Uh, he essentially shelved him, right? <laughs> I just love it. He's he's It's the Mac Brown, like, I'm still better than you tour, is what it feels like. Mac Brown is the nicest human being alive. This is as mean as he's allowed to be. <laughs> and it's perfect. Absolutely. It's set up perfectly. All right, so the, the less rosy uh, Hugh is is down in, down in South Florida, the, the most recent former coach of the Texas Longhorns, Charlie Strong, after a strong start with his team, has not not had a great great couple games here. Week one opened up, as we said, with a 49-0 loss to Wisconsin. Um, lost 10-14 to to a probably not that great Georgia Tech team. You could argue Wisconsin's good. I don't know if anyone's arguing that Georgia Tech is good. Um, and stop me if you've heard this before, but there was special team issues and he goes into week three with a quarterback controversy and refuses to name a starting quarterback. There was also some of the, 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 the Chuck um, kind of on the sidelines decision-making that people are second guessing. They, they got, uh, it was nine to 14 when they scored early in the fourth and it, all the Tom Herman binders tell you, you go for two there to make it a one score game. Um, it, it worse. It's a five point game. Four doesn't buy you anything, um, but he went for the one. And so there are some fans in South Florida having some of the same message board conversations that we had in Austin, unfortunately, but we're, we're rooting for Chuck to, to maybe turn it around. Yeah, I love Charlie Strong as a as a man, but as a coach, I think the last five years of his career have just proven. I mean, what he's zero and eight in his last eight games uh, at at South Florida, so it's not not a great look. But a Charlie Strong guy coming up next in our burn orange lenses. That's right, and in this one, I, I'm I'm so excited about um, the the. The forever Longhorn Shane Bouchelle off to two and start uh, for the SMU Mustangs. Very excited to see that they had some ridiculously awesome jerseys. Just said Dallas across the front of them in red. I really like that against uh, North Texas. Um, he accounted for 316 yards and three touchdowns. Has a solid hundred yard threat at running back, which opens up that play action. Uh, if if that works uh, for for if you have that, that works for Bouchelle, but my favorite thing about it was watching when he posted a picture on Instagram, all the comments underneath it were just former teammates, former Longhorns, alumni, people who played with him, people who didn't, who were just wishing him the best, and that's that's my favorite thing. This is basically what this segment here is about. These dudes are lifetime Longhorns. They gave a piece of themselves to the history of this program, and we'll root for them forever. Shane Bouchelle is a guy that I, I said it on Reddit, I said it on this show, like, I wanted Shane Bouchelle to transfer because he gave everything he could to this program. Uh, I say this program, the, the Texas Longhorn program, and I think he's a guy that deserves to, to go out uh, in, on his own terms, and I, I think it's just great to see that. Absolutely, and I, I have not much to add to this next one. Just, guys, this is a real-life stat. Kyle Porter, uh, the, the main running back for the University of Houston Cougars, ran for 120 yards and a TD on 19 carries. Very efficient in all of the four quarters uh, in, in U of H's win over uh over prairie view a&m and then the 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 maybe most ridiculous storyline is that this is still continuing uh now ranked number 23 maryland 
uh, got the, you could call it an upset. I think they were favored um, by the time the, the kickoff happened. But over Syracuse, who was ranked number 21 um, at the time, Syracuse dropped out of the rankings after being handed uh, this stat, which I love, the most lopsided loss, 43 points in that one, uh, that Maryland scored 69 on them um, in 20 years uh, by a ranked team to an unranked team. Gerald, do you know who the the, the previous record holder of, of that, uh, that ignominy was the University of Texas? <laughs> no, no, my friend. In October 1999, unranked Oklahoma beat number 13 ranked Texas A&M 51 to 6. So even A&M can't uh, can't hold on to records there. Maryland uh, has, has put Syracuse in that spot. Uh, so the, the, the uh, final couple here I'm going to go through, not as specifically related to UT, but still things that the Longhorn fans are looking for. Iowa State lost the bye week after eking out the overtime win over Northern Iowa. They dropped out of the top 25 into the others receiving votes. But the silver lining for the Cyclones is that College Game Day will be there next week. The the folks get to do the the travel that only happens for long-haul truckers or college football going from Austin to Ames, Iowa. Um, normal humans don't make that trip, but uh, College Game Day We'll be heading up to the middle of the Corn State for the classic Iowa State-Iowa matchup. College Ames Day! Ooh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> um, also, uh, Oklahoma State, by the way, moved out to others receiving his vote. Um, and just a quick uh, DBU update. In the NFL version of DBU, Earl Thomas is getting his first interception of the year for the Baltimore Ravens after uh, leaving Seattle and maybe leaving some some not friends when he left there he's clearly getting back to his good business to the old earl and then uh one that's near and dear to to both of us quandre Diggs, named a captain uh for the detroit lions so dbu in the pros i i really don't know if either team has a claim to defensive back university after um that that eight thousand yard performance on on saturday kyle purely historical there there is no there is no dbu out of the two of those in in 2019 um but a guy who did look unbelievable in 2019 and makes 2020 look even more salivating a guy who we wished could have uh could have just suited up he was there for for an unofficial visit but uh but our man Bijan, the the arizona dynamo um rushed for just a you know 500 yards um six touchdowns three quarters uh th- gerald that's good right that that's that is good that's that is very very good yeah the, the the five star uh soon will be on campus and and soon will be uh threatening big 12 defenses i am very excited i, I am as well and i think uh that's part of the reason why i think roshan needs to find a place on the field that may not be running back but a place to play wherever he is but that's all we've got for you this week kyle where can the good folks find you on the internet oh you can find me on twitter i'm at kyle carpenter again you can always check out the texas pregamer we had a nice rice football uh pregame go up that you can check out over on barking carnival you can follow me on twitter i am at gh goodridge you can check me out on my other podcast two woke nerds where we talk about nerdy stuff so check that out it's just me and another football guy talking nerd stuff because that's what we do. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter at Longhorn Pod. Shoot us an email, LonghornRepublicPod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, hook them. Hook them. UT versus North Carolina in the national championship. LSU goes out in the first round of the playoffs.